starting every game for the UC Irvine women's basketball team last season, a team that won the 2022-23 Big West regular season championship, leading the team in minutes played, averaging nearly 36 minutes a game, which ranked third in the entire conference, showcasing the versatility in her game by averaging eight points, five rebounds, two assists, and two steals a game, earning all Big West honorable mention recognition. And I didn't mention, last season was only Nikki Tom's sophomore year. I'm excited to see what she does next. On today's show, Nikki joins me to talk about her basketball journey, her epic high school basketball career, what it's like to play D1 college basketball, her experience as an Asian American basketball player, her upcoming junior season at UC Irvine, and much more. My interview with Nikki Tom, coming up next. American Athlete, the podcast that celebrates Asian American athletes and Asian Americans in the sports world. I'm your host, Justin Hong, and on today's show, my guest is Nikki Tong. Nikki's entering her junior season as a guard for the UC Irvine women's basketball team. As a sophomore, Nikki earned all Big West honorable mention recognition, led the team in minutes played, and started every game, showcasing her versatility by averaging eight points, five rebounds, two assists, and two steals per game. During her freshman year, she started 11 of 33 games, averaging four points and three rebounds per game, while also ranking second on the team in assists and third in steals. In the classroom, Nikki is a two-time Big West All-Academic selection and six-time Dean's List honoree. A native of Fresno, California, Nikki attended Clovis West High School. She led Clovis West to four straight league and CIF Central Section titles, was named the 2020-21 Tri-River Athletic Conference Co-Player of the Year, earned first-team All-CIF honors, and was a four-time All-State selection. Welcome to the show, Nikki. Hi. Awesome. It's so great having you on the show. Really excited to get to know you and learn about your journey in your basketball career so far. Right off the bat, I mean, we got uh, the season starting here in a couple weeks or so. First game for the UC Irvine women's basketball team is at Pepperdine on November 7th. What's it like for you right now with school, basketball, and preparing for the season to start? Um, right now, it's just very exciting because we're like we've been waiting for this game. Like it feels like it's forever, but it's also feels like it's coming like really soon. Um, but right now, we're just really like training, working hard, like cleaning up our fundamentals, our plays, our defenses, and we're just overall like very excited to just start season and get going. Um, with school and everything, um, we're kind of used to it because in some we take summer school, so like we're basically in school year round. So like once we start fall quarter, we're ready to handle schoolwork and basketball um, work throughout the whole season. Awesome, awesome. Um, definitely going to be diving into your UC Irvine career a little bit further in the in the interview, but. Really wanted to start with your background. Could you share a little bit about your family's backstory and how and where you grew up and how you got into sports? Uh, yeah, so my dad, he actually went to UCI. Um, and then my mom went to Long Beach State. Um, they met in college. Um, and then they moved back to Fresno once they got married and everything. 
Um, but I've, bas- I've been from Fresno my whole life. Um, I started playing basketball because of my older brother. My It's a funny story because my mom actually said that I started playing in kindergarten, but I really only played because I got to wear a cute little hair bow and like do the little girly things <laughs> when I was in kindergarten. But then once I hit like first grade, I played up with the third graders and my dad and my uncle were the coach. Wow. And like, it really like pushed me to like excel and like learn faster than I was in kindergarten when I was worrying about the hair bows. Wow. So going back to what you were saying, quickly, so when you were in first grade playing up with the third graders, like how, how were you able to get to that place where you could compete with third graders as a first grader? Um, in the beginning, it was definitely hard, but I would train like hours on end, like working on my fundamentals, the little jump stops, layups, every like basic thing like that. Um, but really, like I owe it all to my dad and my uncle. Like I prob- like if I didn't start at that age playing up, I don't think I would have like the talent and skill that I have right now. Um, but playing up with them, like, I don't think people could tell the age difference. Um, they just thought I was like a third grader like them. But I think um, I really like excelled in basketball at that age, um, just getting better every day. So throughout your childhood, as you were learning the game and competing, were you consistently playing up in terms of like when you were first grade playing with third graders, when you're in third grade playing with fifth graders? Was that something that you were doing consistently in your early career? Yeah, I like I always played up two years up until I think like fifth or sixth grade, I would like either like when I played AAU with my high school team, um, I was playing in the fourth grade level, but then I would also play some games up at the sixth grade level. Um, I don't think I actually like played my grade level until I was like in middle school, seventh and eighth grade. Um, But really just playing up really just pushed me and like it gave that like physicality and like the experience that I didn't have as being a fourth grader playing up with the sixth graders. So just really pushed me, made me try new things, uh, work even harder to be even better. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you play other sports or was was basketball your primary focus? Um, basketball is probably my primary focus, but I also tried like basically every sport. I did volleyball up until high school. I played club, um, did soccer as like every kid did up until like fourth grade, um, did track. Um, I did the long jump, triple jump. I ran the mile. Um, I also did uh, badminton, but that was just like a fun sport in the little uh, after basketball was over. And then also did dance, cheerleading, ice skating. I basically tried everything just to see like what I liked the best, but basketball really was my passion. So, Right, right. And as you were growing up and you're playing, you're competing up, um, you're playing AAU, what was the scene like for from an Asian American standpoint? What did you see other Asian Americans playing on the court, or, or was it pretty rare occurrence to see other Asian Americans playing as well? Um, so actually, my first like teams, I played in the Asian League up until I think third or fourth grade. Um, so it was basically all Asian. So I just it was the whole Asian community basically. But then once I started playing with my um, high school AU, it was like. I was more in the minority, um, but I did see, like, some other Asian athletes there. But definitely, like, there weren't a lot, I'd say. Okay, okay. And how do you think that impacted your experience being, you know, one of the few Asian Americans who was out there? Um, 
It was definitely like a little challenging at times because like it almost felt at some times that like like Asian athletes weren't supposed to play basketball. Like it was hard to envision myself playing at a high level when I don't really have that many people that look like me at this level. Um, but it was just, it's a hard experience. I'd have to say you just, you have to go through it to really understand it. But I just kept um, pushing myself to strive to be like others around me. Right. Right. Can you talk a little bit about your kind of skill development, like your training program? How did you continue to hone your basketball abilities? As, as I read up, up at the top during your bio, your, your game is really versatile. Like re- you score the ball, you rebound, you're strong defensively, you pass. Like how were you able to kind of hone your versatility in your game as from like a training and development standpoint? Um, I guess like, um, training with my dad, like we focused on everything. It wasn't just scoring. Like he wanted me to be a well-rounded player to help my teammates, uh, pass the ball, rebound, be a hustle player. I never was like trying to score like 30 points a game. I just wanted to do anything I for the team to win. So if that meant I had to get 10 rebounds or get five assists, whatever they needed from me, I was able to do. And it really helped me in high school when I was a freshman and I started, um, I was mostly like a passer to like my veteran players, but like over time I developed and like became like a leading scorer on the team. Um, But just training every day, like even after practices, I would get extra work in um, just really developing like a three level score. I'm trying to work on that right now. Um, Mm. Just keep developing every day because you can always be better. Right, right. So yeah, let's let's talk about your high school years at Clovis West, um, where you had an amazing career, you know, leading your team to four straight league and CIF section titles, being a four-time All-State selection, um, tons of honors and recognition. Was that a big jump going from playing uh, from like your middle school years to the high school level? Was that a big adjustment for you? Or do you think you were, because you had already been playing up for, you know, almost your whole life, that that adjustment wasn't as, you know, the adjustment wasn't as big of a deal because you had already been playing with older opponents, older teammates? Um, It was an adjustment for sure, like the physicality, um, because I was very scrawny as a freshman. But um, I was playing up in middle school. We have this, like, program where you play, like, when you're going to high school, there's, like, two teams, the black and the gold team. And then I played with the black team, which is, like, the varsity team. Um. So I was, like, already, like, used to playing with my future teammates in high school, like, how they play, what they needed from me. So it was an adjustment, um, like, individually-wise, but with the team, I kind of knew, like, what they wanted from me and, like, our chemistry and everything. Right, right. Do you have, like, a notable memory or, like, a favorite highlight or two from your high school career? Um, it would definitely be my senior year when, so like this when COVID was happening and we usually have our um, Valley Championship at an arena, but we couldn't because of COVID. So we ended up having it on our home floor because we were the number one seed. So we were playing uh, Clovis High, one of our rivals, and we ended up winning the championship and that was like my fourth in a row. Um, and then we got wow. to cut down the nets, which is really cool. Cause I've seen like a bunch of college people do it. And I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. Like March it's, madness. Yeah. It's like in my high school and I get to cut down the nets and that was my very first time. 
Um, and that was actually the first time that the Valley Championship was at like a home floor. So that was really cool. That's awesome. What a great experience there. Winning four straight, you know, league, you know, CIF section titles. Did you feel like when, after winning it, like your first year, like your second, do you feel pressure to have to kind of consistently hit that level as you continue to progress through your high school career? Um, yeah, not pressure really, but more like we had a target on our back. Like we had to keep, um, uh, hiring those expectations so like we wanted to get better ourselves and not like have that pressure like oh I, we have to win like it's a, it's a tradition we have to do this we are more like focusing on our team our culture our chemistry like what we could do to get better and excel like at the state level when we got there awesome and so and while you were playing high school ball were you also playing AAU as well like travel ball at the same time okay yeah I played um on Cal Stars. So, yeah. How did the playing, uh, you know, the travel, you know, on AAU team, travel ball team, how did that help um, kind of round out your game in addition to what you were doing playing in the high school level? Um, playing on Cal Stars really, like, helped me uh, learn how to play in a different playing style and with new people. Because with my high school team, I was with the same group of people, I guess, for a lot of years in the same system. So I understood it really well. And then at Cal Stars, it really like pushed me to become more, um, have different skill sets, I guess, and like work on everything and like bond with new people, learn how to play new roles, that type of thing. But it really just grew my game, I guess. So, yeah. Right, right. At what point did you realize, like, oh, I can, I have, I have a potential career here, I can play college ball? Maybe I could play pro ball down the road. At what point did you come to that realization, like you had the potential to do this? Um, so I really thought about playing in college in like seventh grade. Like I kind of knew that I could be on that path if I kept working at it. Um, so like in seventh grade, I kind of made that own decision for myself. Like my goal was to play a D1 level college basketball. So it wasn't... Like, I guess it was just a goal for me um, that I had to work for. But then in, like, I think it was my freshman year, I got my first offer from Santa Barbara. Wow. Um, nice. So then it kind of became, like, oh, like, I did it. Like, you know, I finally accomplished that goal. I didn't know it could actually happen. Um, and then I just kept, like, making new goals, um, pushing to get more offers from other colleges. Can you talk a little bit about your kind of college recruiting experience? What schools were looking at you? What schools were you interested in? And then how did you ultimately decide to attend UC Irvine? Yeah. Um, so I, I had Santa Barbara first. And then I know I had other offers from UCI, um, Fullerton, um, I think North Dakota, and a couple other ones. I don't really remember. But um, it, the recruiting process is hard. It's very long. You have to talk to a lot of people. You it's you have to find that balance of if you know they really like want you, like they want you as a person, not just a basketball player. They care about you. Um, and ultimately, like that really made me love UCI because the coaching staff here were really the only ones that like really reached out to me like um, all the time. Like even when I got my injury, my senior year um 
Coach T was the first one to text me, call me, say, like, oh, how's your ankle? Like, are you okay? She was the only one that did that. And I knew, like, she, like, personally cared about me as a person. And it really just grew our connection even further. Um, And I can say I can call them my, like, second family now. So, like, I knew I made the right decision when I committed. Right. And in your kind of relationship building with the UC Irvine staff, with Coach Inouye being Asian-American herself, was that something that you talked about, like both being Asian-American, kind of having that shared story? Was that something that re- resonated between the two of you during the recruitment period? Um, yeah, like we didn't like, like really talk about it like up front like that. But I like kind of knew in my head, like, oh, like she's a- Asian-American like me. Like we could bond over that. Like we have that in common. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So yeah, let's talk about your UC Irvine career. Um, you're about, you know, a couple years in already. What was, what was it like, like your freshman year coming on a, a campus at UC Irvine? What was the biggest adjustment for you going from playing high school ball to playing D1 college basketball? Um, for me, it was definitely the speed and physicality of the game. I like as a freshman, I think it was very sped up for me a little bit. Um, and then I kind of, kind of slowed down my brain and like, just focused on like the little things instead of everything around me. It's just like a different level that you have to get used to. And also the girls were like a lot taller, a lot bigger. Like I had to get used to that, like different ways to finish around the basket, like using my speed as like an advantage over the bigger players. Um, I just freshman year, I really had to learn like how to adjust my game to succeed against these new players. So it was, yeah, it was hard, but we got through it. Yeah, so you you were a starter for about a third of the games your freshman year, and then last season, which was your sophomore year, you started every game playing nearly 36 minutes a game, which ranked third in the conference. Here's what it takes from like a mental and physical standpoint to be locked in 35-plus minutes a game for every single game of the season. What do you do to like prepare yourself for that from like both a mental standpoint and from a physical standpoint? Yeah, from the physical standpoint, I have to be in shape, like really good shape. Like um, I would, we run a practice every day. I try to like be first, like try to sprint as hard as I can, get the get in the best shape I can. Um, but yeah, physically is literally running a lot and being conditioned, not get, telling yourself you're not tired. Like I have to play this amount of minutes to help my team. Um, but mentally, mentally is it's challenging, especially because last year we had a lot of injuries. So I was really playing for them with all those minutes I had. Um, I just wanted to do anything I could for us to win the Big West championship. So um, mentally, yeah, we went through a lot and it was, it was just, it was a struggle, but I just had to push through and know I was playing for them. Right, right. What would you say was like your biggest kind of most memorable highlight or like the biggest highlight that you had in your first couple seasons? Uh, last year was definitely when we were at Bakersfield and Long Beach had just lost. So we knew that we had won our league. Um, and like, I didn't know because we were playing and it was like kind of close, like 10 points, I guess. But like everyone, everyone ran out and they're like jumping and I was like, what's happening? And they're like, we just won the the Big West uh, League. And I was like, oh my God, like, because we didn't like know what was going to happen at that point in time, especially because of all the injuries. So we had to win like 
how many five straight games in a row in order to secure the number one spot. Um, but it definitely it changed my life because that was the first time in UCI history for a team to win, for women's basketball to win. And like the emotions we had was was surreal. Like we were jumping in the locker room, but also crying at the same time. Like it just all like came together, like our hard work had paid off, you know? Yeah. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. So now you're entering your junior year. What are you like, what did you work on to continue to kind of elevate your game in terms of, you know, I don't know if you're going to be playing more minutes. I mean, 35 plus minutes a game is already a lot, but like, where do you want to see your game kind of continue to elevate this season? Yeah, uh, this season, I really want to be a three-level scorer. Like, I started developing my mid-range game last season towards the end, and I'm just, this off-season, I've been working on developing it more, becoming more consistent, and with my three-point shooting, becoming more consistent with that. Uh, Just being more aggressive offensively and, like, looking for my shot more. But I also want to lead. As a veteran, I want to lead the freshmen, the new people, and just, like, make sure we're on the same page um, and really just help us, like, grow that culture so then we can, like, leave a legacy when we leave for them. Right. Awesome. Um, And even looking beyond college career, I know you have plenty of time left in your college career, but I'm just curious, like, what are your career aspirations with basketball? Do you, are you thinking about playing professionally? I'm just curious what you're thinking along those lines. Um, I'm not exactly sure, but I, I could have overseas um, play in the cards if I decide to do that. Um, but right now, like, not really sure. But uh, as for, like, career-wise, maybe, like, finance or accounting or marketing, something like that. Uh, but I'm, st- I'm still figuring it out. Like, I know, I like, the clock's ticking, but, like, we're, I can figure it out. In terms of your experience as an Asian American basketball player, like, are you seeing, like, from just playing out now, you playing D1 now for a couple seasons, are you seeing other Asian American players out there? Like, I'm curious what your experience has been there. I actually have been seeing more. Like, my mom and I were just talking about this the other day. We're like, oh, like, another uh, Asian American got an athlete to D1 school. Like, it's really cool to just see, like, like people that look like me having more opportunities to play at this level like I am and it's just such a fun like way to share in our community how like it's totally possible for us to succeed at the D1 level and play sports right. in college. Do your teammates or like you know people you, you've been playing with like do they ask about your background? Um, not Not a lot no but like we don't really I don't know we just don't talk about it that much but I'm sure like everyone's aware. So. Right. Right. You know what, I guess, what does it mean to you to be an Asian American D one women's college basketball player? It's just like really inspiring, I guess, to know that um, Asian American like athletes are able to play at this level. And I think it's especially like, cause I work these kids camps with um, in the summer and these little kids, like, that look like me, they're coming up to me like, oh, my God, like, I love watching you play. Like, one of the parents came up to me and said, it's so awesome that you're representing the Asian community in such a positive way. And that just, like, made my heart, like, oh, it was so nice. But um, 
it's just really fun to interact with the little kids knowing that they have someone that looked like me. So. Right. Right. Do you find middle schoolers, like high schoolers, like reaching out to you, seeking advice from you, asking for mentorship, those kind of things? Um, Yeah. I actually had one girl come up to me after the game and she's like asking me like, what did you do to like get to this level? Like, um, yeah. I just told her like, you know, you have to push yourself, not worry about failing, like just working really hard every day and um, just putting yourself out there to succeed no matter like what happens. Right, right. If you had one piece of advice for like the young, aspiring, up and coming Asian American basketball players or Asian American athletes in general, what would that one piece of advice be? I would say to never give up and work really hard if you like really truly want it because it can really happen even if you don't see people doing it or like you want to make the change for yourself. Awesome. Um, well, thank you so much for sharing that advice. You know, just to wrap things up in terms of, cause you're about to start the season here in a couple of weeks or so, like, is there like a game or two that you've circled on the calendar? Like, the, you know, one or two games that you're looking forward to the most? Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to playing Hawaii. Um, in most of my teammates' eyes, Hawaii is a rival with Coach T at Santa Barbara, but um, <laughs> we really um, want to play Hawaii and um, hopefully beat them again. But um, we'll see. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join the show today, Nikki, and for sharing your basketball journey with us. Best of luck this upcoming season and for you know your career in general. Thank you for being an inspiration to all of us Asian Americans out there and for you know just continuing to represent us. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Awesome. And that wraps up this episode of the Asian American Athlete. To help support this podcast, please rate and review the show and subscribe to this podcast so you know when the next episode is ready. See you all in the next episode.